What's up, guys? Welcome to the Scoop Troop, where we talk about everything entertainment. My name is Marcos, and I'm here with my friend Jacob. What are we going to be doing today? Today, we'll be ranking our top five favorite movie villains. But first, what have you been watching? So this week, I watched a movie that I probably should have watched a really long time ago, because it's one of those movies everybody tells you, have you not seen that movie? It's uh, Shutter Island by Martin Scorsese. Um, Jacob really wanted me to see this movie, and... Honestly, I'm surprised I've never seen it. Um, I probably saw it when I was really young. But yeah, so I watched it a couple days ago, and I loved it. It was awesome. It's just, it's a hardcore mystery movie. So the whole time, it just had me like wondering what's happening and just thinking about it afterwards. Um, so I really loved it. I, I really love this movie. It's probably one of my favorite movies. Like maybe top 10 around there. Did you see, I don't know if you want to spoil it or not. It's been out for a while. But yeah, I do you think about it. Did you see the twist coming at all? So the whole time, well, we could totally review this movie if we want to. <laughs> um, so in our discussions, we probably are going to have some spoilers to certain movies. But as far as the twist, so the whole time, I was thinking that there was something up with like the mental institution, institution. itself. Yeah, like there was something weird with the warden or with like the psychiatrist. Yeah, it never really crossed my mind that something was actually wrong with him. I thought that maybe he was going crazy along the yeah movie? i thought i thought that was the thing was like oh you're in there for so long they're gonna make him crazy he's gonna go crazy and then they're gonna keep him there you get me like that was gonna be the thing yeah that's totally what i thought was and then like at the end well, when you find out that he's been crazy the whole time it's a lot more like oh okay <laughs> so he wasn't going crazy he was crazy um but you kind of do because i remember when i was watching it i saw some little things that would happen that i was kind of like that's kind of weird like early on in the movie where he would get like really upset and it was like the first night he was there and he was already like yelling at the people. And I was like, oh, maybe it's like a detective thing. Like he's trying to get in their minds or mess with them. But no, it's just because he was crazy. <laughs> you need to rewatch this movie again and it makes it an even better movie. There's like in the beginning when he first gets there, he's there's so many hints at it. Like and to the point where you're like, it's so obvious. Like, how did I miss this? And I, and I love that. I love that. I love when twists are, because I hate when movies have twists. Most of the times so I hate when they have twists because I feel like you're watching this movie expecting something else and it completely ruins what you watched. You get me? Like, I feel like it ruins it most of the time. Yeah. But with this one, you go back and you, you can see the hints of what's going down. Kind of like, it reminds me of, um, what's the one with Bruce, Bruce Willis? The Sixth Sense, you know? Uh-huh. Or like, like when you rewatch it, you're like, oh yeah, it totally makes sense. But there's lines like one of the first lines where they get to the island and he he asks him, he's like, why you're all so tense, you know, like what's up? Oh yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, because they have this guy doing this elaborate thing and they're all on edge. And then when he's interviewing people, like they laugh at him and he's like, what's so funny? And it's because they're laughing at him, you know? Because they know him. He thinks, yeah, because they like he thinks he's a legit detective going around and stuff like that. <laughs> and I, like there's like so many things like that where it's like damn i think you should rewatch it again and you'll notice things like that and it'll make you appreciate leo's acting so much more because it's like you can tell now that he's playing someone who do you think he insane. knew he was crazy or do you think the director withheld that from him for some time or no from the beginning he knew like you're a crazy guy no, that's I, acting it i mean i i don't know but i would feel like Yes, because I think when I rewatch it, you can see him playing someone who's not all there. There, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I really love it. And I love um, the flashbacks they do. And the part where you find out like about his wife and his kids is like, every time I watch it, it's like gut wrenching to me, you know? Yeah. Like, could you imagine if that happened to you? It's horrible. Like, but, I, I love that movie. I know that because um, I go and watch videos on most movies I watch. <laughs> and some people, what they were talking about is how also when they first get there in the movie, you know, the part where they take away his gun, um, where they tell mm-hmm. him like, you're not getting out the gun. Um, if you look at Mark Ruffalo's character, when they ask him to give him his gun, he like fumbles to give him the gun. Like he doesn't know how to take the holster off. And at first I was just, no, so he's like, like not used to it. Yeah. Cause he's not a marshal. He doesn't know how to handle it. So I didn't catch that. I was just like, Oh, like he's just like, it's just whatever. And, um, another thing that people are bringing up that was also like symbolic, which I'll probably notice more this next time I see it is that two of like the really common themes in the in the movie are water and fire and that apparently mm-hmm. whenever there's water it's it has to do with like the truth um and whenever there's fire it has to do with like the lie of what he believes i guess you could say that um mm-hmm. so yeah cuz like whenever there was scenes with water that's when like pretty much they were talking about what was true like with like the drowning kids um or in the beginning when they were on their way on the boat like that's why he's so scared of water is because of everything that happened. It's not because he's seasick. I think that's interesting, but I have to go back and see it because there's a lot of like little things I want to look for. Um, so I'm pretty sure I'm gonna make my fiance watch it. She yeah, wants me to watch good. Mean Girls first. So Mean Girls is fun. <laughs> that's a that's a classic. I don't think I've seen it. I don't know if I have. Like it's one of those movies that I'm just not entirely sure. Like last night, I'm pretty sure you've seen parts of it. Probably because I think they make a lot of memes. Um, like last night, I was watching Slum Talk Millionaire. I was pretty sure I hadn't seen it, but then I started watching it. And I was like, I think I have seen this, but they're just like they're not old movies, but they're from when we were a lot younger. Um, so I guess our memory wasn't as good because I just don't remember them. And I feel like um, Slum Dog Millionaire is like a movie that wouldn't have appealed to us as much when we were younger. Because mm-hmm. I remember my family watching it, and I was like, What is this? <laughs> I was like, I'm out. You didn't appreciate <laughs> film yet? This. I don't think it was that. It's just like I was more into. Um, it's funny. It wasn't even around when I was a kid, though. But like the Matrix and like action movies and stuff like that. I actually think the movie that kind of like got me on to stuff like that was like The Dark Knight. When did that one come out? Two thousand eight. Oh man, it's sure. a while back. And I think Slumdog Millionaire came out around the same time but like i mean batman's batman and i love batman Mm -hmm. so i have a batman poster in my room like that movie isn't exactly a foreign movie but i love movies that like are influenced by foreign culture i thought that was like a bollywood production though i don't know because there's a lot of foreign movies that like i think get looked over because they are like for instance like parasite that one got a lot of attention because, well, it was just really good. <laughs> um, but a lot of movies like that just don't get attention. But I don't even think, is that guy even foreign, the director? Uh, Danny Boyle. That doesn't sound like he's from uh, over there. Um, I think it's U.S. It released in the U.S. in I 2008. I could have sworn that it was Bollywood. Um, so what have you been watching? Uh, last night, I haven't watched much. Because we recorded the last episode like two days ago. <laughs> so, but in that time, I watched The Hunger Games and I'm probably no going to watch way. the second one. But 
Yeah, I watched the first one right now, or yet yeah, last night. You know, I think like people give like the young adult books that become into movies like a bad rap sometimes. Uh-huh. People who review movies like more. Twilight. <laughs> yeah, I haven't really seen the Twilight. I actually movies, like so those movies. I can't, <laughs> I can't speak on them, but the first like seventy five percent of Hunger Games, the first one, I feel like is a really good movie. Uh huh. Like really good um i feel like it nails the book perfectly like in tone but i feel like when they get to the games they kind of fumble it at the end you know like they're about to score the touchdown and they like they like trip over themselves and i'm like why like you're so close well me and you both Um, read the book in middle school i read them all before i think any of the movies came out yeah well we read it right around the time that the movie was first coming out yeah, as a class. I yeah. Remember. And for me, it's crazy because I actually was watching the trailers to those movies like two days ago. <laughs> because one thing that I think that those movies accomplish so well is the atmosphere. Like, I love the atmosphere that the first one sets so much. Yes. That's what I like. They were saying, like, the tone, they nailed it. Like, the, the vibe and everything, like you're saying, the atmosphere. I was like, man, like, damn, they knocked this out of the park, especially in the beginning. Like that feeling of um, dread, you know? Yeah, that's where we're going. <laughs> yeah, like I loved that. And I I do think part of the reason why they probably fumbled a little bit with the games was trying to keep it like at a PG-13 rating. Because if you read the books, yeah. like they're graphic. Like people bash people's heads in. I remember like we would used to talk about this where we were like, man, it'd be so good if it was like, rated r like if they would have done it like rated r i feel like it would have been like a 10 out of 10 movie like or the opportunity to have a 10 out of 10 movie. yeah like mockingjay yeah. was supposed to be so much worse and i remember when i saw mockingjay part two i was even surprised i was like man they did push it pretty far but compared to the book like in the book there's yeah. some parts where i think like people fall into like a meat grinder practically mm-hmm. and they describe it like she sees it happen and you're like yeah and then another thing i feel like they were doing the pg-13 thing which probably led to it being a more successful movie i feel like the mutations that the capital makes i feel like also for another reason where i was like man like i feel like that really shows who the capital is you know and what they're willing to do Uh like in the first one where they make the dogs in the book the dogs are like have the features of the dead tributes oh yeah like their faces and like qualities like them and we're in the movie it's just like dogs i need to get my little brother to so read those books they're really good honestly they're in like they're really fast-paced books and then i also i was also thinking like another thing i think i appreciate old now that i'm older dude i could totally see if this was real like yes like they nailed it perfectly like if this existed in real life this is a the way the world reacts to it, especially the capital, is exactly how it would be reacted to. Yeah. Like there would be bets. There would be um like uh like there'd be like some sort of fantasy thing going on, sponsors, like I like the the, the talk shows, the way they do it, <laughs> like it's the drafts and they're like, Oh, any good tributes we have? And they're like, it's kinda hard to tell. And like I was like, dude, they freaking nailed it. I need to go watch those again. Now that you bring them up. They're fun. They're fun. I think my favorite's the Mockingjay part one. Though. Really? That I think that was a lot of yeah, people's least really favorite because it was like the least fast pace. Really? It was more set up. No, I think that one. I think they did a good splitting the book into two. 
because it's almost like in the book it's two different like yeah there's like two different parts to the book where you have before they go to the capital and then they go to the capital yeah and i love like the politicalness of the is that a word (laughs) (laughs) i love the politicalness of the first part or the first part of mocking yeah something i do love and i love whenever like a franchise or even just a movie does this is i love stories that have a lot of what would be the right word some people call them like epics where it's like this big story that does not end where it started and i think those movies did that big time like where they start off as like she's a tribute in district 12 and then by the end they're in like a full-out war like it just like covers a lot of time yes and i love that you can it's going back it's totally you can see it this is how it's planned out like i think there's sometimes where movies do try to do that and books this felt like it was really supposed to end here. And then you kind of just threw things together to like, for it to go on. Yeah, You get me? And like, but I feel like, yeah, they nailed it. And more specifically the books because they were first. <laughs> yeah. And they had the books to go up. So that definitely helped them a lot with like nailing the movies. Cause I did think they were good movies. I mm-hmm. saw every single one in the theaters. I was hyped for every single one. I'm pretty sure we saw like every single one in field trips. No. no? Like at least the first and the second no, one, didn't only the first one. I know we saw the first one for sure. I could have sworn we saw the second one because of a field trip no, too. It was only the first one. I guess because we were already in high school. What grade did we read the, the, second the first one, one in? Pretty sure eighth grade. Like 90%. So yeah, then there's no way they took us on a field trip in high school. Hmm. Yeah, I guess not. Maybe maybe I like didn't go to class that day to go watch yeah. the movie. Well, we should... If we really like that one, we could do a franchise review. Oh, yeah, for sure. I wouldn't be opposed to that. I feel like we have a list of franchises we want to go through. So, yeah, that would be somewhere. On yeah, I would be totally down to do those. All right. Well, moving on to the main topic of today was our top five favorite movie villains. I think before we get into it, I feel like I'm pretty sure we already talked about this. But just so the people at home who are listening know. We're going to do, I say one, and we discuss it, and then Marco says his, and then he discusses it, and then we'll go back and forth like that. So I feel like it adds a little bit more conversation that way than just going down the list. Yeah. Um, but before we begin, what were you thinking when you made your list? Like, what were your qualifications? So for me, I love villains. I'm like the guy that's always rooting for the villains, always likes the, the bad character. Um, so for me, what I was mainly caring about I wanted to name villains that I considered memorable because I could name a bunch of villains. Yeah. But I wanted ones that like really stuck with me or really meant something. Um, So I tried to pick ones that were like that. And also just ones that have like presence to them um, that like command the room. They're not just like they're whenever the hero in the movie or something or the, the people see them, they truly see them as a threat. So yeah. What about you? I, I agree with that. And I think the hardest thing, though, was me, like, kind of defining villain in a way. Because part of me wanted to put Michael Corleone <laughs> on here. But I was like, is he the villain? Or is he, like, he does bad things. But I feel like he's the protagonist of the movie, you know? So I was like, I, I don't think I can put him on here. That Yeah, so, like, that was my thing. And then also, I forgot to mention, we limited to one per trilogy so we don't have like a bunch of star wars or 
other franchise characters on here. But yeah, so yeah, that was like basically the same thing. You're gonna. I don't want to spoil one of my common themes that's going on here. Yeah, I have I have a common theme. I think in almost all my villains that is important to me selecting them. So, you go first. Oh, and then we're gonna do this in order, right? Do you want to do number five to number? Yeah, one we can do five or? to one. So for me, my number five is actually the one that you said you weren't sure to put on, Mark Michael Carleone. <laughs> oh wow. Um, so yeah i put him as number five because he's definitely like a new character to me because i barely watched the godfather like last week um but i was thinking about it because of my criteria like the whole thing with presence and somebody that's like truly a threat this guy had it michael had it just the way that the godfather ends and the way that his character progresses to where by the end he's just like he has presence command yeah he does and he that like is just his persona the way he carries himself the way he talks like like he has it pretty much. <laughs> and I could understand what you said. Like, is he a villain? Is he not a villain? It all just comes down to perspective of it. Cause like, it's not told the movie's not told in a way that portrays him as a villain, but you can definitely argue. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, this guy's part of the mob. Like he's obviously not a, a good, good guy. <laughs> yeah. And they, then they kill people like for power, you know, it's not, they're not killing. Like, yeah, it's part of it's revenge, but he's also killing people to gain power, especially at the end, which is like probably, going on a little tangent like one of my favorite scenes i like ever it was when the ending with the baptism and stuff like that like, <laughs> oh my god dude that part is so epic but no i totally i totally understand that like it was really hard for me to like do i put him on here because like i would describe him more as like an anti-hero yeah i was gonna say that me? if anything call him like, an anti-hero that's, that's like yeah so but no like yeah i totally get that that's a good one all right so we'll go back to me I accidentally put six on my list, so I'm going to throw an honorable mention real quick. <laughs> I'm not going to spend too much time talking about him, but it's... Oh, I also think... Sorry. We should like say the actor's name, too. Anyways, my honorable mention would be Harlan DeGroat, played by Woody Harrelson in a movie called Out of the Furnace. Now, the movie? Kind of trash, <laughs> right? It's Christian Bale, Woody Harrelson, and you're like, how is I've that never possible? Seen it. His it's honestly worth it just to watch Woody Harrelson's performance. He's probably one of the scariest like characters I've ever seen. To where like he came on screen and I was like, like I could just feel myself like, you know. And it's like it's kind of opposite than another character I have on the list, or like where he comes on screen and yeah, you don't know what he's gonna do, but it's like exciting. Where this is like I hate this guy. He's horrible. Like I can't. I don't like anything about him. And like, oh my god, dude! Like he, one of the scariest characters I've seen in the movie. But yeah, that was my honorable mention. My number five would probably be Lord Voldemort from Harry Potter. That's your favorite um, franchise, isn't it? I think. Uh yes. It's it's kind of tough. Like the Avengers is pretty close to it, but yeah, Harry Potter is probably. I rewatch it every year. <laughs> um, but my thing with Lord Voldemort is is Heat One kind of like how you were saying, he puts fear into everybody. Like, they don't even say his name, you know? Like, only Dumbledore. <laughs> and, like, it doesn't get bigger than that. And he, and he like, they had to d- assemble a whole, like, army to try to stop him once, and then twice. You know? And he's fought, like, different generations of wizards, and at one point, he kind of won. You know? Like, he... Yeah, he had to go into hiding and stuff because of, like, everything <clears throat> that happened with Harry. But, like, he was, if it wasn't for Harry, all those people, like, we know from the Order of the Phoenix would probably be dead. 
because he like he had the in on them you know he yeah. knew where they were um yeah and i think he's oh also he's acted by ralph fines um i think is how mm-hmm. you pronounce his name and i think i'm gonna kind of give like a standout scene is when he first comes in and goblet of the fire that part when he comes in and he's like he's all like eccentric and the way he walks and the way he talks and like the way when he's like, I can finally touch you now. Like that scene is so um, unsettling and so perfect. And the way he like just orders um, Robert Pattinson oh, yeah. to get killed. Like it's just, I love it, dude. He's that scene sold me for him. Like, so a- Voldemort didn't make my list. Actually, I was going to put him, but I figured you were going to put him. So I was like, Oh, well, I don't want to name every single same one. Um, but he is a great villain. He's, I would argue, he is one of the most iconic ones. Um, but yeah, like to me, he has, he does have presence and he is like a threat. I don't know. He just, he wasn't somebody that I was like, oh, I'm going to put him on my list for sure. I just don't think he has yeah. the, like he has the threat. He does have a really big threat. I guess I could argue he doesn't have the presence. Like he's like a creepy, like creepy looking and he does weird things that's why but he he's not like that guy like for instance like michael carleone like you just see him he's a completely normal guy and you fear him like he doesn't need to do anything whereas voldemort i feel like he does certain things and like like carries himself in a creepy way but if he was just like a normal guy yeah he he, i wouldn't find him scary i would just be like okay like whatever i think what like for me, it's why he's like number five on my list and not higher up is because most of his stuff is, I feel like lore and mm-hmm. backstory. The first movie, they're scared to say his name, but then as we go on and like the kids grow up, like they're less and less scared to face him. But that's because you know they've gotten better and this is the force they need to fight and they have to yeah. they have to deal with it. Whereas then I feel like he would be way more terrifying if it was like back in the order of the phoenix days where he's coming for them one by one you know and like they knew they were gonna die when they fought him like you know so like that's why he's not i get it because i feel like he kind of takes a backseat in the movies he's in the shadows you don't really see him until the second half of the franchise which i feel like is really cool he did have a really good build up Um, so that's why and he's um i mean he loses so (laughs) he loses so you're number four let me check really quick so my number four, I put Joker. That's Who's? a tough one. Because <laughs> I was thinking, should I put him like... It's not Joaquin Phoenix's. Not because I, He is my favorite portrayal of Joker. But it's because I don't find that version of him necessarily like a villain villain. It, it's more like a realistic yeah, portrayal. Exactly. So it's more a character or like a person. Um, so for me, if I have to say which one, I would, I would say Heath Ledger's for sure. For the same reasons as everybody else on this list, like they command presence. Every time he's on the screen, it's like, whoa. Like it's just a really good scene, the way he portrays himself, he carries himself. Um, every single scene he's in is iconic. Like you can remember when that happened. But also I think because there's a lot of I guess you could say there's a lot of content, like especially because of all the comic books, behind the Joker and like just who he is, um, what he does. And just the character of the Joker is just a very mysterious, very like twisted character. Um, I mean, Heath Ledger's version was twisted, but if you were to like go and read the comic books, it's nowhere near how bad he is. 
So does that like take it down a notch for you? Well, they're or... just they're not gonna put that stuff in a movie. Or what? Like, like where he like mm-hmm. grinds his grandparents' heads in a garbage disposal. Like they're they're not gonna put that. But I think they did enough to know that this person is capable of those things. But they didn't have to show it. Like yeah. just through the way that he acted and through the way that he portrayed himself, you knew like this guy probably does some real messed up stuff. They're just not like showing it at the moment. And the reason why I pick Heath Ledger's version compared to like Jared Leto's version, um, which is probably the biggest problem of Jared Leto's version of him, is a lot of people complain that Jared Leto's version didn't have presence to him. Like he was doing these things and he was doing all this weird stuff to try to like get people to fear him. But in him doing that, people didn't like fear him. They couldn't take him serious. Whereas Heath Ledger's on the other side, like, who knows? It's probably a lot of different things, the movie editing, the music, but, um, like, he just, he has that presence and people are scared of him. Yeah, so Heath Ledger's Joker is on my list, too. I won't say what number it is, but we'll talk about it now, so we're not uh-huh. repeating ourselves later. Yeah, I I love him as a villain. I think, yeah, he he's probably, when I think of commanding a presence, that's the first thing I think of. Like, even, like, like that scene where he comes in to the meeting and he's like, Oh, like, you know, he's like talking smack to them and they're not saying anything because they know he's like, <laughs> he's psycho and he can do anything. And then he like shows that he has grenades. And then there's two parts that really solidify him as like a villain to me it, or like the, like one of my favorite villains is the one <laughs> with the pencil in that scene. He's like, I'm gonna make this pencil disappear, and then just wah, wah, which is, I, I feel like is you saying like, yeah, he is capable of doing like weird, messed up things, and then of course like when they do his backstory. I remember the first time I watched the movie, right? He gives his backstory the first time, and I'm kind of like, oh, you know, whatever. I guess they have to like that's stereotypical, and then he goes to Rachel, and he's yeah. gonna do it again. Like I remember sitting there like, oh, my God, how annoying! Like, are they really gonna give us this again? And then it's different. And I remember I remember in the movie theater thinking like, damn, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> like that was really cool. And from that moment on, he's been one of my like all time favorite characters. I do in a love movie that period. too. That like he and told the multiple backstories. Um, which was actually part of the reason why when the new Joker movie was coming out, I was so hesitant towards it. I remember when they first announced it, I was like, Oh man, like I don't want a backstory to him. He's not supposed to have a backstory. That's like what makes him so mysterious and just like so weird. But I mean, they nailed that movie for me. So, Um, but yeah, he is definitely one of my favorite villains. He is one that I didn't have to like really think about. Like I knew I'm going to put him on my list. Yeah. Yeah. He was going to just wear. I want to say just a little bit more about him, but I'll save that for like when I say where he's at on my list. But moving on. No, Where number three. Number four, right? Still? Oh, wait. No, four. I did my four. I think you're oh, on your four three. now. My number four is Hans Landa from Inglorious Bastards, acted by Christoph Waltz. Um, if you're not familiar who this is, you know who he is, um, right? Do you know who he is? Do you remember? The, I don't remember if I saw that movie. I'm, oh, my. What? I think I might have. Are you for real? Oh, my goodness. You need to watch it, dude. It's one of my favorite. It's like top five for me. That movie is so good. Yeah, I don't want to. Now that seen it, I can't say too much. That's my movie for the week. But this guy is like, this guy is um, 
he's smart. He's so smart, and you like you. I don't want to spoil it, but he's like he's extremely clever. He's extremely unsettling, and he he kind he's good at what he does. He's he's good at his job of like hunting these people down and finding them. On multiple occasions, without spoiling, he wins. You know, and so that means people <laughs> lose. And he's so like charismatic and weird. He's like likable, but also like you hate him at the same time. And he's like beautifully acted. He's I can't say too much because I don't want to spoil it because you need to watch it. Yeah, I think it's on. I think I saw Netflix. it yesterday because I was um, looking for something. I'll go ahead and see that one then. We can talk about that a little bit more. <laughs> like I'll I'll say a scene that I really like is the opening, his opening part in this in the movie. It starts off with him. And it's just like, what, like maybe like six minutes of him talking. And like, as you go, you get more and more like, oh man, like the tension just really like goes up and up and up to the point where you're like, I hate this guy. And then he, something happens. So yeah, I saw that it's, number four. Could have easily it's a been. Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah, it's, um, it's my favorite movie of his. Or like maybe mm-hmm. just above Django. But Django, I don't know. Yeah, I like Django too. But I think Inglorious Bastard, I like more. It's really funny too, honestly. It's I'll probably hilarious. go watch it this weekend. But yeah, really good movie. Really good performance. I don't know if he won an Oscar for it. I feel like he should have, though. Anyways, well, my number three. So number three. You're probably going to be surprised this one's at number three. I bet you're expecting it to be a little bit higher. Um, it's Thanos from The Avengers. So... Can I hit you? What? Can I hit you with a bombshell real quick? Oh, he's not he's a not new on Wow, <laughs> you pick some good ones though. Yeah. Like they're not very stereotypical villains. I feel like they are in the eye. <laughs> so I picked Thanos for the same reasons. All my characters they have presence. People fear them when they come on. It's like, oh my gosh, this guy's here. Another thing that this is why I really liked Thanos was he was a villain, especially in a movie like an Avengers movie or like a more I don't want to say kids movie but a more simple movie. I guess you can say that. Um, he had a very good motive. Like his motive as to why he was doing what he was doing was believable and was a lot more deep than I would expect from like a movie like that. Um, so that's why I really loved him. Like when he, when he explained what his motive was and you were there like, man, that like makes sense. <laughs> like it's not just, he's not just a crazy guy who just wants to kill people. Like, I felt like he was a guy that could be reasoned with, but he made up his mind of what he wanted to do. And that's what he was going to do. I feel like he could have easily been on my list, but um, I feel like I went, like, a different route on the theme. He, like, I think my favorite thing about him, like, he's he's a good villain. Like, probably, like, if I if would have made a t- top 10 list, yeah, for sure he would have been on mine, is his indifference mm-hmm. to it. You get me? Like, he's seeing it as, like, like a chore or like a duty yeah. that he has to do. And he kind of puts himself on this pedestal, but he's doing this and it's just whatever to him. Like he doesn't care. Like that line with um Scarlet Witch in the end game where he's like, I don't even know who you are. He has, he doesn't. Well, he hadn't like, met them at that no, time, remember? Like he doesn't. Yeah, I know. But still like, that's who he is though. Like he doesn't care. Like he, like it wasn't until the end where he's like, he's like, I, yeah. I'm going to enjoy this, you know? before that it's just he's just doing this with no emotion almost in a way and and i really like that and something that you'll see with like my top three is he won 
Yeah. To some extent, you know? At the end of Infinity War, he won. And that's and my favorite like, Avengers movie. Whoa. I love you know? Infinity War because he won. Mm-hmm. I love it when the villains win. Avengers? Avengers mm-hmm. or like Marvel? Probably Avengers. I'm pretty sure if I think of Marvel, I could probably think of another one I like more. Like, I really love the first Iron Man movie. Because I still remember, like, the feeling it gave me Uh when I watched it. And how I was like, that is the coolest thing. I could even argue, probably, that's part of the reason why I went into engineering. Like, without even thinking about it, probably just, like, the way that that character impacted me was like, well, I'm going to do that now. (laughs) And what's your number three? Okay, so my number three... This is, I feel like is going to be a curveball for everybody here. Uh-huh. I don't know if he'd be on people's list, but Scar from oh. The Lion King. That's not too big of a curveball. <laughs> I feel like, though, nobody would really put them. I mean, maybe like, I don't know. So, well, before I get into it, it's a Disney movie, right? And like, yeah, the villains are always like real cookie cutter, I guess you could say, or like they're not really a threat. Another one of my favorites is Maleficent, but like she, she wouldn't. I don't think she would make my top ten. But with Scar, I think he has some amazing lines, and he wins, dude. He wins for years. Like he kills freaking Mufasa, and he delivers one of like I feel like one of the most iconic like villain lines, where he tells him like you know how like stereotypical the villain unveils their plan, blah 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 blah, you know. And he like he betrays Mufasa. He's holding him, and he tells him, "Long live the king!" Mm-hmm. And then drops him. You know, like, oh, dude. And he's he's scary. I feel like he's like conniving. He's clever, and um, he he won. I think that's like, the biggest thing for me is he won and he did it, and yeah. he won for years, dude. Like, it took simple like then his entire life to that come is back. True. And I never thought him. about that. And you brought up a good point is I feel like all these characters, something else they have in common, is they all have iconic lines. Like, you remember what they said. Mm-hmm. That's true, yeah. And it's, like, in the moments where I feel like they're at their best. Like, with Lord Voldemort, like, in Part 4, where, like, he first comes out, and you're <laughs> like, dang, this guy is really messed up. And he says something. And Hans Landa has a pretty different lines, too. Um... But yeah, I, I really like Scar. Um, Lion King is probably like one of my, like I think like number three. It used to be Favorite number movie? one. Um, just because, <laughs> yeah, well, no, Disney movie. Just because he, so just because of Scar and like Timon and Pumbaa, obviously. And the story, like, it's a good movie. But Which man, version Scar did you like that movie more? For sure. I haven't seen. Oh, really? remake one because i i heard like mixed things and i was like i really don't want this to like let me down so i i don't think i want to watch it and i was really upset that they didn't recast jeremy irons as scar because like i love him and i get what they were trying to do with like the cast but i'm like man he played scar so good and it's not like he's dead and then he comes out in watchmen and he's fantastic in watchmen and like you should just just wait sometime Till like the hype dies down and then go watch it. <laughs> I think that I've thought about it. like when I made this list, I was like, I think it's time because I don't want to like diss on. I don't even know who plays Scar in the new one. Like I don't want to diss on him or anything. Yeah, but I want to watch it. So like for me, I honestly might watch it this week. A lot of people hated yeah, that's my number um, three. Solo, the Han Solo movie, 
Like it got so much crap when it was coming out because I'm pretty mm-hmm. involved with like the Star Wars community, I guess you can say. And they really did not like, they were just bashing it. So I didn't watch it. That's what, like, I didn't watch it in theaters um, or anything. I probably watched it like six months after it came out when it was on Netflix and I loved it. But I think it's because I waited for that time to pass before seeing it. Um, so maybe that'll happen with you. Yeah, and like it wasn't so much that like it got bad reviews because like I'm a person who I try not to look at reviews on movies I want to see. It was more of like the cast. Like I really wanted Jeremy Irons to play Scar. I think he would have been fantastic, but it wasn't. And I was kind of mm-hmm. like, man, really? Like he's still around unless he denied the role. Then like, all right, if he denied the role, he denied the role. But still, I was like, I was like, oh yes, like he's coming back. But no. Another thing, like, little tangent. Um, I also would have really liked to see the guy who plays Tywin Lannister oh, play Scar. That'd be cool. I, think that I was going to really put cool. Joffrey on my list. Yeah, which brings me TV to the next show. one, which you might argue with me for <laughs> and say that wasn't a movie one, but I, I consider it a movie one um, because there is movies is uh, Sasuke Ochiha. Because (laughs) there is movies, a lot of movies, and he's in them. So this one is my curveball, probably, because it's. I don't think you even thought about putting a character like that on there. Let me let me ask you something though. Is it the Sasuke in the movie the reason you like? I mean, it's the same character. No, but like, is there something he does in the movie where you're like, "That's amazing"? So for me, villain. Yeah, it's his. I mean. He he joins uh yeah, he joins a terrorist organization. <laughs> um, so for me, it's his overall motive. So like for those of you guys that don't know anything about it, Naruto's my favorite show ever for one. Um, so Sasuke, what happens with him is he's part of something called an Uchiha clan. It's like a family, and his older brother kills every single person in that family except for him. Um, so he leaves him pretty much orphaned with nobody. Um, when he's like nine years old. So his whole mission in his life is to kill his older brother who killed his family, um, which I think that's already pretty cool, like of a story or a backstory to him. Um, so his whole character is he's just very, um, like he's just very messed up. I mean, if you see everybody you ever knew got killed when you were nine years old, <laughs> like slaughtered by your brother, you would probably be pretty messed up. And just throughout the story, like the way that his motives change, he's just such a conflicted character. Like there's parts where like he knows what he has to do. Like he has to kill his best friend and you'll literally hear him say for me to get where I want to, I have to kill my best friend. And that's something I don't want to do. Like you just know he is so conflicted inside and it's amazing. (laughs) So he is definitely, he was definitely on my list. He was one that I think I had to argue to put him on there. Cause yeah, like, he is in movies. There's a lot of Naruto movies. Um, but yeah, he's my number two. I feel like you found a loophole, <laughs> but I'll allow it. I, I've only watched like the first, like only a bit of Naruto. I think Sasuke like is cool, but he's also kind of like... <laughs> it's an anime cliche. Anime I guess style to a point. Yeah, so it's like, it's like, uh, but I mean, I like him. He's cool, but I don't, I haven't seen We should get Steven on and do an anime review or like 
number the anime <laughs> like oh what Keep is what do you think is the best because there's a lot of people who watch anime especially our age i feel like in high school there was kind of like that group of people who was like oh they watch anime <laughs> but like now that we're in college like i see so many people watching it i don't know if you've seen that true i feel like it kind of i think it's because it stopped coming out on tv that much like it used to be on like I, like i used to talk about these shows like every day or every monday after mm-hmm. on, after saturday so i think yeah. it's just yeah it's maybe made a that or now there's a bunch of streaming services true all right so my number two is mm. darth vader honestly like when i think about it now like He's not that scary in the original trilogy, I feel like. And, like, I didn't see the whole thing where it's the reveal. Like, I already knew who Darth Vader was, you know? So, like, I missed out on certain stuff. But he is just (laughs) so cool. He does command a presence, I think, specifically in the fourth one. Like, where, like, he chokes the guy through the The intercom. Is that the fourth one? Is that the fifth one? I don't know. Where he, like, chokes the guy and, like, the rebels are like scared of him they're like like mm-hmm. he's almost like mythical to them his the lightsaber his red lightsaber is super cool like i i love him like i think he's <laughs> like my beacon to star wars like there's times where i'm like do i like star wars or do i just love darth vader and like it's more of like i watched it as a kid he was so cool he's kind of like a mascot for the raiders which is my favorite football team so like that was cool when i was a kid and like his voice by James Earl Jones is, is amazing. I forget the guy who plays like the yeah his appearance, but yeah, like just, he's just so cool, and he's all in black and the red lightsaber. And there's the scenes where his lines are so iconic, and I, and I love it. And it's honestly probably just because I loved him so much when I was a kid that he's so happy. Well, this transitions well because Darth Vader is my number one. <laughs> For me, he is because well. I can throw this in there now. <laughs> I'm a huge Star Wars fan. That's my number one franchise. Um, like, yeah, excessively into it. I watched everything about it. I watched YouTube videos on it. <laughs> um, so something, there's a lot of backstory to Darth Vader that isn't necessarily in the movies, but adds a lot of context to him. Spoiler here <laughs> for anybody who doesn't know, but Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker. And just knowing the whole like epic story of him, like how he started and where like his fall to become what he did. I just think is one of like the greatest stories. Like it's just such a good story. It was actually the inspiration as to why I wanted Daenerys Targaryen to fall was like, cause it was a very similar like Darth Vader-y type fall. So yeah, he for sure is, I knew I was going to have him as number one. Cause I love the story of how he got to who he was one of the coolest things that still stays with me, um, like, you know, the scene at the end of Rogue One, right? Where he kills everybody. So inside of like the, yeah. I guess you could say the comic books and stuff, something that a lot of people say is that Darth Vader is a, nobody, like he's a story. Like he's something that you've heard. Like if somebody was telling you like a little story to scare you. Yeah. Like that's what people knew like he was. Man. They knew it was this black figure with a red, I don't even know if they would call it a lightsaber, with a red sword that would just kill everything it saw that he was like a machine but nobody had ever seen him it was just like a story you heard so that's why at the end of rogue one when they see him that is like so cool (laughs) because they didn't even know that this guy was real and for him to be there in front of you 
That's like if you saw the boogeyman. After hearing all these stories, you'd be like, oh, snap. So, yeah, he just commands a presence big time for sure. He has iconic lines. He has an awesome story to him. He does. I didn't want to include the story too much because I feel like that's more Anakin Skywalker, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like, at least for me, because I'm not as attached to, like, the prequels or the, like, like, like I really like the original trilogy. That's more, like, lore, I guess you could say. In the same way, like, Voldemort yeah. is, like, everything that happened before. He does have, like, in the overall trilogy, like, he has, like, a really good story. Probably, I think, like, the best Star Wars yeah. character. Like, there's like, something... Story. I want to throw in there because oh, I, I just, like I love this. Well, I don't know if I can. Here it comes. I'll ask you. No, no. Here it comes. <laughs> no, Form no, five. No. Um, it's because I get really carried away and I start bringing up like super tiny details about things that people usually don't know. But um, so it has to. Oh, I don't know if I can bring it up because I feel like it would give something away. Uh, no, no, no. It has to do with something else. What, what, I'm pretty sure you already know, but but I don't want to say it, and you'd be like, "Oh, I didn't know that." Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay, this is a spoiler warning then just for say, those of you who don't want to know. It has to do with Fallen Order. <laughs> oh my! Oh, okay. Then don't tell me. <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> I haven't played it yet. Do you know? Okay. I thought it was about the movies. I was like, but I've it's seen, so I've cool. I've seen all like, these movies. What do you mean? Yeah, I won't, because then know. when it happens, you're going to know what I meant. <laughs> so, all right. If if you, you know what I'm yeah. talking about. If you played the game and you're hearing me, you know what I mean. <laughs> so who's your number one then? Oh, My wow. number one is Joker uh, from Heath Ledger. He's a, like amazing. Again, we already talked about him, but to summarize and then to add a little bit something more. One, he commands a presence. Like we've kind of been talking, we share that theme on our list a lot. Is he commands a presence? Um, he's unpredictable. I love his little background story thing that happens. Um, but most importantly, is he wins again. He's like one that actually really wins. Like he corrupts Harvey Dent, right? Which is like he that ends up being like the last villain they faced is Harvey Dent, and then his effects are felt in like the rest of the trilogy which takes place like years later you know where harvey dent ended up being corrupted so they have to release the prisoners from gotham gotham prison whatever it's called and his effects are there until the end of the trilogy like he won he yeah, yeah he got arrested and stuff like that but he succeeded in everything he wanted to do except having people like turn on each other completely uh-huh. like because he every except for the big one like yeah he was making people want to kill certain people wanting pe- batman to reveal himself like he he won he completely won i think it's i think it's awesome i think he's such a good villain and he was always a step ahead of everybody i agree with that too i think um i actually was listening to jeremy john's review of that movie or no review the dark knight rises i think like two days ago he also said, like, the Joker, what he did was felt in this movie, even though he wasn't even mentioned. Exactly. Like, and that definitely is, for one, that's good writing. <laughs> and two, that's just, yeah. And I think something that he said that you can even think about today. I don't remember the exact line. You could probably help me with it. But is where it he the said. the Bus Full of Soldiers one? 
no 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 he, where he says like all that you have to do is change one thing and everybody falls into chaos mm-hmm. and i feel like that you can apply almost to like our current situation oh, yeah, where like sure. everybody was so used to their plans and you change one little thing and everybody loses their minds mm-hmm. yeah and it's so true i agree i agree with like that where the whole chaos thing and how you're saying that it can be applied today like he was um how would i say it almost like an ideology you get me i guess which i don't know what it would be like anarchy or whatever like yeah he was a very intelligent villain and he like plan like how he said where his effects were felt he planned this whole thing out like he knew exactly what he wanted to do he wanted the world to turn on batman and he wanted harvey dent to be corrupt because that was their chance of saving gotham in a way and he completely ruined that i think that's insane uh-huh like there's one thing i just thought of that i think also makes him like i completely can see you putting him as number one like i can't even argue no that's not a number one villain is when he tells him when he in the interrogation scene when he's with batman and he tells him you have nothing against me like you can do yeah. nothing to me no matter how powerful you are like dude that is so cool like because every villain that we could think of kind of has something that they hold on to or something that they care about like for instance like Thanos, if you take away his stones he'd probably be upset about that or like um i don't know about darth vader i don't know if he has anything he cares really much about but um well, his, he eventually helps oh luke son. yeah, yeah. luke like that's what he cares about but like the joker he was like you have nothing on me like you can do anything you want to me put me wherever you want and it will do nothing like and that he, is scary and he um he brought out the worst in people yeah like he got gordon's cops to turn on him you know like brought out the worst in everybody he almost got batman to kill him yeah. he almost got gotham to turn on each other completely like something they wouldn't have been able to come back from and yeah he he's awesome like he i think he completely won like they didn't they stopped him but they didn't defeat him if that makes sense like yeah it's kind of cheesy but like yeah <laughs> he he just wasn't able to to do more but his plan was already done yeah he just had the icing on the cake like if you go um so there's this one channel i've seen a couple of videos from them they do scene by scene comparisons so they compared Heath Ledger's Joker to Joaquin Phoenix. Not like which one's better, but a scene comparison. So they compared the scene, um, the interview at the end of Joker to the interrogation scene in The Dark Knight. And if you if you watch the video, there's actually a lot more comparisons than you would think. But they said like the moment where Joaquin Phoenix's Joker like really becomes somebody to fear is the same reason why Joker in Dark Knight is so is like somebody to fear is because um, inside Joker, it's when he says, I have nothing to lose anymore. Like when he defines that, that's when he really like, in a way becomes a Joker because he's like, like, I have nothing to lose. Like you can't hurt me. And that's like mm-hmm. such a scary place for somebody to be because they can do anything. They can, they have nothing to fear. Um, so I thought that was really cool how like you can see the kind of like um the mirror or the comparison of the two. Yeah, so that's our list. I think we have both have pretty good lists. And I think they're a lot different than what you were expecting them to be. 
they were you brought up some some out there ones and i threw in my uh my anime guy <laughs> i'm surprised i i thought you would have had um lord voldemort honestly that was one where i was like maybe three that we I, have somewhere i was gonna put him but then i thought to myself how would i argue it though because remember one of my criteria was somebody i cared like i truly cared about them as a villain and like voldemort's cool and like he does some cool stuff and he's a good villain like in harry potter like he's great but he's just not somebody that like i don't know he just doesn't have what the other people i felt had except for maybe Uh sasuke sasuke is kind of like a he's kind of like the odd one out in my list just because of like how deep his characters and stuff i wanted to put him in there but yeah i just i don't know i i did think about putting him in there but i just didn't care enough to put him on there knowing you were gonna put him on there Uh uh-huh yeah i guess yeah i feel like i'm maybe the same way with danos i actually didn't think you were gonna put danos on there i forgot about that yeah i like i had decided early that i wasn't gonna put him because i was like like yeah i I feel like his story's cool and stuff like that i just feel like he's missing a little bit i don't know but to be fair we only spend like two of movies of the entire marvel franchise seeing thanos you know so like yeah he's really good in those two movies but like respective to the entire franchise he's not that much there yeah he's not there that much well because you're talking a little bit about franchises if there's any franchises that you guys would want us to talk about i'm sure we'd be happy to discuss those franchises are super fun pretty sure we'll probably do an avengers discussion or something or like an overall franchise review um and if you guys wanted us to actually talk about like individual marvel movies then we could do that um but there's a lot of them (laughs) um Mm -hmm. but i know like for instance what are some of the franchises like probably like avengers star wars harry potter i would love to do lord of the rings because i want to watch them all and hunger games seems like we want to do that one yeah what's another one? Oh, mission impossible i really like the second half of the mission impossible movies mm-hmm. those are really good um if you guys like harry potter check out the babble fm where we continually <laughs> talk about harry potter more specifically the harry potter fantasy draft episode <laughs> our uh, sister podcast or cousin or <laughs> right. yeah and then also if there's any other things that you want us to do so for instance right now this is we haven't really thought of a name for it yet um, but it's one of our more discussion, just talking about what we're watching and um, like more little fun things. Um, but we also want like our movie reviews. Um, but if you want us to do something new, like for instance, like classic movie reviews, bad movie reviews, animated or anime, anime, anime reviews, stuff like that. Yeah. Like just let us know exactly what you would want. I know some people have been saying they want us to do TV shows, which we could work on. Those would be a little bit harder to do. Especially if it's a super long one, like we also rec- recommendations. Like I'm feeling like these people are gonna start knowing what we like. So like, if you have recommendations, of course. Yeah, for sure. Anything, TV show, movie. Um. So that's all for this episode. If you guys have any recommendations, anything that you're seeing or want us to see, um, let us know. Contact us in any way. Um, at the time of this recording, we're just barely starting our Instagram. I think we've just made the account. Um. So we're gonna start kind of pushing ourselves out there more um we've got a couple of tests under our belts beware of watching the goodfellas one if you do go watch it um protect you i'm honestly surprised i don't even know how we're gonna keep that on up because it will literally blow your speakers out <laughs> like 
it, if anything, I would honestly be open to re-reviewing that movie because I really want a good review of that movie because it's a good movie. It's a solid movie. And I want people to be able to like listen to it and not hurt themselves. <laughs> do you know what we're going to be reviewing next week? Do you want to do another movie review, franchise review? What do you want to, what do you want to do for next week? Um, I wouldn't set anything in stone yet, but yeah, so I know I don't have anything, so I don't think we should say anything yet. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, but I'll call you right now. All right. All right. Then guys, well, we will catch you guys on our next review discussion or whatever it may be. Um, but thanks for listening. Goodbye.